It's your favorite host here, Christian, and welcome back to Not Having Shit, the Christian Experience. Today, we are talking me turning 25. It has been a really refreshing experience. I have seven kind of tips or, I don't know, seven different types of style of insight that I've learned so far. With me being 25, it's literally been like only 12 days. So I'm learning a lot through this season and... I don't know. I feel like I'm changing so much and I want to share that with you guys. So let's get into it. Welcome back, y'all. It is so good to be back on the mic. I don't know what's going on with my podcasting wave, not to say I don't enjoy doing it or anything. I was just really down on myself because I was like, man, I used to be cranking out shows like one after the other. But um, a good friend of mine, shout out to at Ty the Wordsmith. We was having a session um, because she is a um, lifestyle coach. <laughs> and she was literally telling me about consistency. And she said that consistency can look a lot of ways. And that particular point in the session that we had really stuck with me because I always believed consistency had to be on this clear divine schedule. And some people still attest it to that. But I'm just learning to give myself grace. And I haven't done that a whole lot lately. And I don't know what it is. But um, with me turning 25, I always like remember this fact that your prefrontal cortex um, develops when you're 25. So really, you don't have a whole quote unquote brain. Some people say it's a myth. Or whatever, but you don't have your whole um, brain until that age, and you start thinking different, and your behavioral um, decisions become different. And I just believe that. I don't know. I feel like a switch turned down on in me when I was turning twenty-five, like immediately. Like I just got this real um, refresh of my life and how much better I want it to be, starting with where I am mentally. I am at a place where I want to talk a lot better to myself. And I haven't done that all the time. Like, I don't know. I just feel at this point, it's like, no, let's really sit in this space. Let's just not say words of affirmation and try to believe in them, believe in them, stand in them, say things that are really you know, valuable to you, focus on you. Where are the ugly spots in you that still need to be developed? So I have seven things that kind of came across my mind these last 12 days. So immediately after I turned 25, I did a three-day water fast. I've done it before. If y'all know, um, the first time trying it was about two years ago. I'm coming up on my anniversary of my podcast. So I'm very, very happy to know that A, I've made it this far, but B, in terms of the fasting, I've completed sessions and I can go back and listen to those recordings. But I did it for spiritual reasons and I felt um, God was like saying like, hey, it's time to fast again, time to literally kind of cleanse yourself. And so that's what I did. And he was really speaking volumes to me, y'all. But the first thing that came to my mind 
was reevaluate your value. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, really, like, what does that mean? And I had to dissect it a little bit. And basically, I came to the definition of this. I only held my value at what I accomplished, not who I was. And I would say things to myself, but again, going back to that space of saying things, but not standing in them, not being ten toes down, not really believing them, having a sense of doubt. And that really put me in a stagnant position. And I've noticed that when I get into a stagnant position, it can really break down my self-confidence and introduce self-doubt immediately. And I hate that. And I don't want that for myself anymore. I'm breaking things off. And so when I hear the word reevaluate, it just makes me feel like I'm walking into a challenge and I don't mind that anymore. Some people hear the word challenge and I used to hear the word challenge and I would be like, nah, not for me, not this girl right here. But I'm at the age where I'm like, I need it because I want to be better. I, I really value being better and not just better in the sense of what I'm wearing or how I'm talking or anything like that. I want to be a better, kinder human being. I want to add love to the world. There's a lot of chaos in the world right now, and I don't want to be another person to add to that. And so I've been um, really just looking at everything I value from the materialistic things and being like, why do you really want this stuff? Is it because social media tells you to get it? Is it because you didn't have it when you was a kid? And I feel like everybody has that moment. Um, especially when we grew up without things that we feel like, okay, now that we got the money, now that we got a little bit more influence or power or whatever, we can go out and buy this stuff. And that's when it really hit me. It's kind of like those, um, cliche things that we think are so corny, but still to this day, hold value and hold truth that, listen, you can go out and buy the entire world. It won't fix what's going on inside. And I had to face that. So that's something that I I hold near and dear to my heart is like, okay, what do you need to put down that's no longer of a benefit to you? The second thing, and I feel like it's a part of reevaluate, reevaluate your value, but um, it's what's important. So what's important to you right now? What's important to Christian right now? <laughs> and honestly, y'all. What's important to me, and also, y'all, I feel like I still have this little cold, and I don't know why, y'all. I've been fighting it. I've been on my vitamin C, my um, my medicine, everything, but sorry for the coughing. Um, I've been reading this book, and I think I talked about it in my other shows and stuff, but I'm still reading it, um, The Art of Not Giving a F, and it's teaching me so much about how we get wrapped up in feelings and other people's emotions and what we think is important because it's shown to us versus actually being like, okay, this is great information or this is just information. It may not be great. Does it have anything to do with anything that I care about? And it's really like eye-opening stuff and it's stuff that I've heard before. But again, back to that whole thing of hearing it, but not applying it. 
And now that I applied it to my life, I'm like, okay, God, important to me. Family, friends, very important to me. I try to, especially now, have better relationships, um, even if they're hard, even if the conversations are hard, even if I've had bad, um, I don't know, experiences in the past with them. I try to move in that because that's healing. And I finally understand a portion of why I'm here. And it ties into the job that I do. It ties into why I have the friends that I have, the people that's in my life. A portion of the reason that I understand why I'm here is to heal. I used to think it was to teach. And maybe teaching is somewhat in that, but it's to heal to bring people to a source of knowing that love is so powerful and it's so abundant and it doesn't mean it won't be painful. It just means it may take that source of healing to pull us through that, to bring us to our better selves. And I just want to be a part of that. I don't want to be known for it. I don't want to, unless that is a part of the purpose, I don't want, you know, to be the first person in the world to be like, I healed everybody. That's not what I'm going for. I just want to be a part of the crowd. I want to do my part and that's it. The third thing that I picked out was what mistakes did you make that you might, that you may have made a habit, habit of putting first. Um, this was pulled from my romantic situations. I date what I shouldn't always have dated um because I'm a healer and sometimes that can get you into a little bit of trouble um I've had this terminology that I came up with and it's called Care Bear Syndrome again something that I spoke about before on previous shows and Care Bear Syndrome is great because it's a part of my healing I see somebody in pain I want to help and I, I don't do it because like I get off on it or anything like that. Nothing like that. It's just like, I don't like seeing people in pain because I know what that feels like. And so what my mind does is like, you know, these bright signs like, oh, you can help them in this way, in this way, in this way. And, you know, just love on them. And then when your job's done, just go, just go. So it's kind of a love them and leave them type thing. And that's not what I deserve. That's not what the person I'm talking to deserves either. It's not intentional. I just really care about people a lot. And I want to make sure that people are okay. And I have a habit of putting that whole um, aspect on in my relationships, especially romantically, because I tend to date broke, broken men. And I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. It's not intentional, at least not to my subconscious. But after I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm like, oh, you don't. Everybody has some sort of baggage or whatever. But it's not like, you know, regular type baggage. It's, it's men who's been through a lot of trauma. And it's like, oh, that's why I date you because I I can relate and it's a lot of trauma bonding and it's 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 not healthy for either one of us. And so I had to face that music and I'm like, okay, dang, like maybe you don't really know how to date. And I had to sit with myself and say, okay, that's okay. Um, 
I did learn from the book that I was reading a summer ago called, um, oh, dang it, it's my favorite book. Oh, Return to Love. She said to write a letter to love and to write a letter to your um, significant other. And my letter to my significant other was really, really beautiful. Actually, it was my longest letter versus the letter I wrote to love in itself. And it's like I can pick out the qualities I want them to have. But at the same time, I really kind of struggle with like actually applying it in real life. So that's a challenge that I'm working on because all this stuff, of course, dates back to my childhood trauma and going through that stuff. So it's going to be a process and a journey, but I make a mistake of putting that Care Bear syndrome first too much, a little bit too often. Um, I guess I would add to that also what people think. I used to really care what people thought about me because I don't like to disappoint people. Still struggle with it. But I don't know. After I turned 24, it's like the switch was kind of on. But like now it's like it's really on. Like I don't care. (laughs) I don't care about if I don't have a single person's opinion that doesn't matter to me because we're all flawed. We're all human. And we're all just trying to figure it out. No one's opinion is superior to mine. That's a physical being. And that's it. There's nothing more I want to pour into the knowledge about everybody else versus myself. I want to know myself. I want to love myself and continue to love myself because I think I'm really, I think I'm really fun. And I think when I constantly let myself go. I see more of my beauty. And I'm really just trying to return to the person I was as a kid before everybody in the world got to me about who I should be, what I should look like, what I should say, how I should say it. I don't want to act in that role because it was never assigned for me. So that's the, the third thing I've learned. The fourth thing is Hard may look like doing things alone. And really, when I was writing this, and y'all, I'm looking at my notes because I had so much to to write during this fast period. But I think I associated that if it was going to be hard, if I was going through anything tough, that I had to go through it alone. I have a huge problem with isolation, too much to the point where I wouldn't let anybody in. And it was building a wall and a huge barricade around me because I couldn't hear anybody but myself. I'm very good, a little bit too good at listening to myself. I don't have all the answers. And I had to tell myself, Christian, and maybe it was just really like my inner child. So that would be Chrissy. I would have to be like, Chrissy, you don't know it all. And the world's not going to fall apart if you don't. And it's okay. And you know in your gut who are the people that you can depend on and go to. Um, I love going to any of my family members um, when it comes to stuff that I'm really, really struggling with. Y'all know I love my sister. I will go to my sister for any and everything. 
um, and my and my brothers because they know so much and everybody just who's older than me is just very knowledgeable and very wise. So I was like, why are you putting yourself in this box of you have to do this by yourself? Who told you that? Where did you get that from? And I was like, dang, like, okay, that's something that I also have to work on. And I, as I'm like listing this stuff out, I love the fact that I don't look at it as, you know, it sucks. I still have so much work to do. I'm like, nah, like, yes, you have so much work to do. You will never be fully perfect. There's always going to be something that you have to work through and work on. And that's okay. So I'm very proud of myself for saying, you know, hard doesn't actually have to look like it being alone and by yourself. Hard could be like, okay, it's hard, but let me let someone in to kind of heal maybe how I view hard or how I view doing things. Because that insight could be worth a lot more than what I realized. The fifth thing that I learned is, or I kind of just like wrote it out note style, but I said, I don't want to understand. No, Oh, yes. I don't want to understand or know more about chaos than I do peace. The reason why I said that is because, again, we're living in a flawed world, y'all. <clears throat> and when it comes to this world, there's so much intellect and there's so much information that we could be steered the wrong way. And it's, it's a lot of stuff at play. And I'm very good at soaking up the negative, especially about myself. And I don't, again, not only do I not want to do that, but I don't want to be an expert in it. Why am I an expert in negativity? Why am I an expert in speaking negative things to myself? I should not be good at that. There's no way I should be such an excelling scholarly student in that area. It's not healthy, it's not helpful, and it's hurting me. It took me probably like, ooh, I feel like it took me maybe like more than three years to just like get that. Like the world's on its own axis, doing its own thing. Like be the light, search for the light, search for the love in yourself. Tell people you know, what you're excited about. Don't close down. Don't barricade yourself in. Go back to who you think you was when you was a kid. And because, you know, when you're a kid, you're free, you're happy. You are in love with the world as it's coming. And of course, you don't really know anything yet. So you're not as suspicious. But for the most part, that freedom is what I'm trying to get back to. So get back to that. The sixth thing I said was don't aim to be the greatest, aim to be a part. So I said that earlier a little bit. I always felt like as a creative, like, and I think, I don't even know where I got that idea from. Maybe because it came from social media. Of course, like when the pandemic broke out, like everybody was like home, closed up, and all we could do is really be on technology. So I know that this probably started around that time. But as a creative, there's so many people that's coming into the industry or revisiting the industry 
or already in the industry and have been for decades and eons before I even, you know, knew what certain stuff was in the industry because there's so many different ways to be a creative that it feels like this race and all the funds taking out of it. And I found myself one time like making all this content and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, dang, this person already did this and already put this out and I'm comparing myself and I'm not having fun with it. And so now I vow anytime that I do anything, especially with my creativity, that I vow to just have fun. Don't search for the accolades. Don't search for the comments. Don't search for the likes. Have fun. Because that's what I remember most. When I first started picking up a camera, when I first started being a creative director, when I first started um, my YouTube, all this stuff, like, yes, consistency is there. Yes, I do want to, you know, have certain accolades to my name. I mean, who doesn't? But I don't want it to be my obsession or the reason why I create. It makes it dry. It makes it more of this climbing the corporate ladder type-esque talk. It just doesn't do anything for me. And so I don't want to just be the person at the top. Like I want to know from anybody in the room or anybody I could talk to knowledge. I want to be teachable. I want to learn. I want to share. I don't want to gatekeep. I just want to be a part of the long line of greats in the creative industry who do this stuff day in and day out. The last thing that I wrote down, and y'all, by this point, I was past the two-day fasting. So some people be like, oh, the first day is the hardest. No, it's the second day. It's the second day. The second day will really like do you in, <laughs> which is why you really have to prepare your body because I was starving at this point. Um, I said, when you talk, you set the standard with your mouth. So watch what you say, because when you think it, you believe it. And what you believe, you will act on. I didn't realize how powerful the tongue was until I realized I was living in what I had said. There was a lot of things I wanted to do my entire life. And I just talked myself out of it. And it was so easy for me to talk myself out of it. No, you can't go travel. No, you can't go to this place. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. No, you can't talk to this person. It was really, really bad. Like, I just, I was, again, excelling in an area I shouldn't have been because I had said it with my mouth. And to deflect that now, anytime I have a bad thought, I pray, I meditate, I ask God for clarity, and then I, I talk to myself, that inner child in myself and the adult person as well. And I'll be like, Chrissy, Christian, like, look, you are exactly where you need to be. And if you want to change anything, you can. But give yourself some grace, give yourself the opportunity. And give yourself the confidence. I am deserving of confidence. I'm deserving of love. I'm deserving 
of a great career. Anything in this life, I am deserving because I'm here. If I didn't deserve to have a life, I wouldn't have had it. And I want to let myself experience everything that God has for me. And I don't want to cut myself out of the equation because I believe it's impossible. So now I question every single thought that I have. Where did it come from? And you should too, quite honestly. We're getting too good at telling ourselves we are not good enough. And I know that may sound like, you know, whack or cliche or anything like that. No, like really, really focus in on your life and think about the stuff that you always wanted to do and didn't let yourself do. Why? Why? What capability or inability kept you from doing that? Was there a real solid reason as to why you didn't go pursue that thing? What excuse did you give yourself before you said yes? Like things like that matter. And it always will. Turning 25 is really going to be a great journey for me. And I feel like I'm finally letting myself just exist the way I was supposed to originally. I was always like the girl who was always very, very sweet. And after a while of offering that to the world, it would get shot down. And it's kind of like having something, you ever just have like a snack or something and it's super, super sweet to the point where you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I can't, it's too sugary. Like I was that girl to the point where I was super, super sweet and it would get on people's nerves and they would be annoyed by it. So it made me want to barricade myself and shut down and not offer that to the world. And it's not like it's revisiting me. I think it just stayed with me and moved from person to person to person. And I learned that in a sick world where everyone is bedridden with negativity or bedridden with hatred and greed and envy, I want to offer my medicine and that's healing and being sweet. And if that can give somebody a cure, I want to make sure that that person gets well again. That's what I want to offer. I don't want to shut that part off from myself. I understand it now. I'm proud of it and I'm great at a lot of things, but that I excel in advancing every time. And I can't deny anybody that's came across my life and said, thank you for saying that. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being there because it helped me with this. It was like a domino effect, like instantly, like, That made my day. That made me happy. Was I the first person in the world to do that for them? No, maybe. (laughs) Maybe they haven't heard of it, you know, a lot when they was growing up or whatever the case is. But I'm just glad I could take a portion of the gift that God has given me and give it to someone else and mix it with whatever else gift that they have been receiving. That's my purpose. That's my job. Not a, you know, 
a excelling career, even though, of course, that's something I'm going to get, something I deserve, something I'm going to have. But that's the reason why I'm I'm here. I, I understand now. And it's kind of like when you just sign up for a job, like now you got responsibilities. And it's not always easy either. Um, sometimes I'll be in my little stank attitude, mood or anything like that. But I think it's honestly like really for real God talking to my heart and being like, all right, like, where did that come from again? <laughs> Pull back. Um, or even, you know, in the times that I want to seclude myself, go do it. Maybe you just need to get your mind right and then jump back into the world and, you know, try to not save, but just help. Because I can't save the world with my sweetness. It's just not going to happen. Um, but I can help in the areas where, you know, the cracks are. And if my name is assigned to that crack, I want to make sure that I do it. Before we end today's show, I do want to shout out two amazing people. So I never really celebrate my birthday because it's during February. February, it snows like crazy in the Midwest. So I usually just take like phone calls and texts and then I may like order something special for dinner and then bam, that's my birthday. Not this year. My best friends like surprise me and they like basically let me know all this like the week before or whatever. But um, they came, they took me to Top Golf, showed me a good time. Like I really didn't want to do too much moving around anyway. So I was just very grateful for the love and the texts and the calls and everything. But yeah, they took me out. Um, they got me this really, really pretty vase that matches the color scheme of my building apartment that I'm working on. Um, they got me balloons and got me like the big number balloons. So I had a big two five and that even had like my color scheme like they just did it so well so shout out to my best friends for pulling through and making sure that I take my butt out on my 25th birthday and I guess that's really why I did it because I was turning 25 like if it was any other birthday I'd be like all right but you know 25 is like you know the milestone so I went out and I had an excellent time um got to see couple of my other friends it was just a great time and I'm so grateful like the whole weekend I was just sitting in gratefulness for the people that I know and the people who love me and support me and who genuinely wish me well and want me to achieve anything in this life that I lay my hands on so I was very very grateful for that um I'm also very grateful for these two people at Color Me Lethal and at Asia MUA because they did my hair and makeup. Um, my girl Mary, she was going by, I had her on the show before, she was going underneath a different name, Treasure Lux, but now she is doing a complete rebranding um, also, which I am so happy to be a part of as her creative director. She slayed my blonde wig, y'all. I had never done blonde. I had never thought I would ever do blonde. But in my vision of me, like, becoming my best, like, y'all, I'm about to really, really, like, I don't know, just do this glow up. I'm going back to the gym. 
trying new foods I'm back pescatarian all these new healthy habits back in my life and I was like okay I want to do something big and bold and um, I had talked to her about doing blonde hair before and I never got around doing it and then I was like okay your birthday's coming up let's do blonde so that's what I did she made it happen very talented very creative very colorful shout out to her for putting together such an amazing look um you can go to her instagram right now at color me lethal again and shop that look or create your own look because she is a wig colorist and she loves to go crazy with the color y'all will not be disappointed you can check out that um blonde look right now it's on her page so make sure you go support um and then also um my girl asia at asia mua she slayed my makeup she just did a, a really beautiful like i think it was like i don't want to call it smoky y'all y'all i'm not an expert in makeup at all but she just did an amazing job like she ate me up like made sure i was comfortable she brought fruit and made me like a a, a drink like she is just the sweetest human being on earth like they both are and I'm very pro black owned businesses so I was very happy to be able to support those ladies during black history month and all year round because they will never disappoint you like their services is a one so make sure you go and check out those people again at color Mealy feeling at Asia MBA right now to book an appointment and experience what these ladies have in their talent because again you just you you will be ate up you will not be disappointed thanks for tuning in again to the show i will see y'all in another episode peace love and light bye